Welcome to Tuesday Take, a weekly podcast where we sit down with Pastor James to get a little insight into life, questions, and past sermons. Our hope is to use God's Word to challenge you and encourage you so that you can see gospel restoration in your everyday life. With that, here's today's episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I'm sitting here with Pastor James, who is wearing a nice salmon shirt. Hey, Shane. What's up, man? Not a whole lot, man. Cool shirt, dude. Thank you. Really cool shirt. Shirt's kind of old shirt. I think I got it when I was like in college. Dang, man. Let me just be honest. I don't fit in the shirts (laughs) that I bought in college. Uh, So that's a thing. I think this was, I got it big in college, so I've grown into it. That's good. That's so, smart. Yeah. I probably should have did that. I wasn't <laughs> doing that at that point in my life. I didn't really worry about it. Yeah. How are you, man? You have a good morning? Pretty great, man. That's good. Drink good a little coffee hear. this morning. That's good. That's good. What well, I mean, special coffee, just regular coffee? Just regular. Curie coffee. Man. Community breakfast blend. I, I like the yellow one. I don't know if the Cafe yellow one special. Is. That's the one. That's mm-hmm. the one we have here. And we have, I think we have both of them. They're both kind of like, you know. Is that the blue one? Which one? The, the breakfast, the breakfast blend? blend? Yes, the blue one, yeah. Look, if you're listening, here's here's the thing we'll do. We'll put a, a poll up on Instagram. If you're listening, we want you to tell us which coffee you enjoy the most in the mornings, whether it is Cafe Special, that's community, community as well. yeah. Then community, obviously, their breakfast blend, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. We'll put it out there. You tell us which coffee you enjoy the most. Pastor, we're here. I'm going to jump into another episode asking fun questions. Uh, This is something that obviously as believers we know about. It's tithing. We know this, but say we don't. Why do we tithe? Uh, When we were working the questions earlier, I was thinking like there's, we go a lot of directions. We could spend a lot of time on this, but I think tithing is important because I think it's one of those and we'll go through several things but like I mean first of all I think God instructs us through scripture to tithe you see it through the Old Testament you see it um, all the way through the New Testament this idea of tithing and um, it really comes out of I think starting in the the Old Testament side of like your first fruits that you're to bring an offering to the Lord so let's say for example if you had a crop I mean you don't necessarily have money but you would bring that Really, and you would offer up to God that first in, in the way the percentage would, would work out in the Old Testament was this idea of like 10%. And so you would give your first 10% and you would offer that as an offering of worship, you know, to the Lord. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate now of people like, well, do I have to do 10%? You know, and I think 10% is probably just a good general rule of thumb when it comes to tithe because, I mean, or you can go New Testament. In New Testament, a lot of times it's, it's this idea of giving until it hurts. So that may be more than 10%. So I think it's a good general place to start, this idea of tithing. And one of the things, if you remember, when we walked through the seven woes of, of Jesus. And Jesus is one of the parts. He's basically, you tithe. And he uses this phrase, you tithe mint and dill and cumin and all these things. He says, but you've neglected weightier matters. And he says, you should have done the greater without neglecting the lesser of this idea of tithing. And so Jesus, even in this moment, says, hey, look, there's more important things than tithing for sure, like doing justice, walking humbly with God. But he was like, also like, but don't neglect this other thing too. And so it is important. And of course, you, Paul, and we'll read several scriptures, but I mean, Paul actually, uh, in Second Corinthians 8, he actually picks up on this idea of, of this idea of giving. And he actually says, this is, but 
He says, you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, in our love for you. But then he says, but see that you also excel in this act of grace also, which is the act of of giving, being generous. So he's like, hey, you, you thrive in these gifts of grace, but there's also something you also need to thrive in and excel in, and that is giving um, and being generous with your resources and your finances um, to the Lord. So, a couple quick passing questions. Um, one, I think our generation, and I'm sure other generations to a degree, but our generation is one that really likes to ask the question, like, "What if I just tithe my time instead of tithing my my money?" What would you say to that? Say so you. I mean, I think that's an excuse um, because I think a lot of the reasons why we don't tithe is, be- and if we're just honest, is I think we're greedy and it, it's easier to be like, I'll just give my time because I want to keep all my money is really what we're saying. And we can say that at any stage because whether I'm broke, whether I, I don't have much money at all, or whether I have a lot of money, it really doesn't matter. We learn how to spend money. If you get a raise, if, if everybody listening gets a $100,000 raise today, you're going to find a way to spend that. You're either going to buy a new house, you're going to buy a new car. You, I mean, we, we find ways to spend if we make more money. And so the reality is, is it's best to start when you don't have much and learn how these how to be generous, how to give, and how to make that a priority. But I think people that would say, well, I just tithe my time, I don't know if that's even biblical or not, because I think the reality is, is understanding when I come under the Lordship of Jesus, everything's surrendered to Jesus, my time, my wallet, my calendar, my everything. And so I think, I think at the end of the day, I think it's just an excuse to basically, I want to keep all my money. And so I can justify that by saying, well, I give my time. And it's like, well, God's also asked for more than just your time too. He's, he's asked for your resources as well. Yeah. And so, um, also, you said, you know, bring the first fruits, that 10%. Um, do we tithe off of net or do we tithe off of gross? Shame boy, what kind of what, what kind of blessing you want, man? You want a net blessing, gross blessing? I can't tell nah. you how many times I've heard that. <laughs> I, in my yeah, life. I know, I know, I know. And, and of course, in, in some sense, like, I mean, I think it's like, hey, whatever you bring in, you know, and, and tithing off of that. Um, and, and again, Ten percent, I think, is a good general rule of thumb. But there's some people that it, to be faithful and generous to what God's calling, so maybe more than ten percent. You know what I mean? And so, and you may have the ability to give more than ten percent. For some people, ten percent's pushing it, where it's like, man, I, you know. But then also, I, I think so. One of the things that Kirsten and I have talked about of giving, because I, I don't think I've always I knew tithing, but I think in the last couple of years, I've really gotten serious with with our finances on on tithing. And I think when like one of the things that Kirsch and I have kind of talked through is like, we don't want to make any financial decision or at least try to not, not that we do perfectly, but I think it's like, we don't want to make any financial decision where if I make it a financial decision to buy a bigger house or, or car or whatever, that then making that decision would then hinder me from being able to give. And I think that's just like a good general thumb of sometimes we may not be able to tie this because we've allocated what we're spending way too much money on ourselves and other things. And maybe we've over obligated all of our money to other things. And so therefore that's why we don't have any room to give, you know? So I think it's evaluating like, um, in that. And so, but, but I would also encourage you to, uh, we talk, we've talked about it, but like also like if nothing else, just start somewhere, you know? Um, because we know the lady with the, was it the, the two mites or whatever that gives, you know, I mean, it, you don't have to give significantly to give extravagantly, you know, to the Lord. And so some people make it give, 
$2,000 a month in tithe. And there's other people that say, man, I can only give 20 bucks, you know, and, and Hey, look, either way, you know, God's called us in whatever stage you are, whatever money you make, whatever income bracket you're in, you know, he's called us to be generous, you know, with that. So. Absolutely. I think one of the things that, um, people usually outside of the church, but even some people inside of the church ask is like, man, why is the church just hounding me for money? And I know even for you, like I've been here, we've, we've been at First Monroe for a little over four years. And I think I've heard you preach one sermon on giving. And even then it was like, here is why we give. This is like, but it wasn't like a, give me your money. Why, why does it feel like to some people sometimes that the church is just after their money? Well, I think there's some churches that are just after people's money. And so I think that kind of gives a bad rap. You know, there are churches that it seems that they're always just talking about money. They're always wanting people's money. And then you see, and not, not, and I don't think everybody's like this, but then you see people, uh, prosperity gospel preachers or different people that like have like millions and millions of dollars and private jets. And so I think that gives a bad taste in people's mouth, you know. And I know for me personally, like, finance committee probably didn't appreciate it, but like, I, I hate talking about money, like when it comes to church, because I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want people to walk away and be like, they just want my money. Like even you said this earlier, like I almost cringe almost every Sunday when we're like, Hey, here's ways to give, you know, you can give through bill pay. You can leave it on the way out. You can do that. You know, like I just, I cringe when I hear it. Not, even though I know like everyone needs to know ways that they can give and here's avenues that you can give, you can give online, you can do all that. But I, I guess I just, I don't want to give people a bad, and it's it's probably not good because I mean it. I mean, ministry and life and all these things it does take money. And even thinking about our building fund for our church, like we need we need even more money, you know, now with the prices of everything going up. And so it's like I I, I can't be ashamed to talk about money um, because the Bible talks about money. So I mean, it's not that it's like a taboo topic, but sometimes it feels that way. And and I, I just I guess I don't want people to be rubbed the wrong way and be like, man, all they just want is my money. Cause we don't just want your money. You know, a money is a part of our offering to the Lord, you know? Um, but I don't know. I just, I just don't want to get people a bad taste in their mouth. Absolutely. And I, and I know even like approaching this topic on the podcast, it's probably a lot easier cause it's literally just me and you sitting in the room. And as whoever's listening to this is listening, we're not seeing how they react. And I'm sure it's a lot easier, but still I think a little part of you is like, I don't want to talk about this, which is fine. It's we just here at First Note, we don't shy away from difficult times. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and I think it, the Bible speaks about money, and so yeah. I mean, Jesus talks about money. Jesus talks about if we looked at talk about taxes and all these things, and so I think you know Jesus addresses all of these different topics, and so they're important. We need to talk about them, yeah. um, and maybe in some sense I should talk more about it because it does it really does matter. I, I just don't want it to be that's the focus. The focus is making disciples and the focus is is doing that, but also at the same time, I mean we know whether it's I and B missionaries, we know that whether it's church planning, I mean, it does take money. It takes yeah. resources to do these things. And so um that's the way that God, you know, is designed is we give and, and that money that we give is meant to go and further, you know, the mission of the church, you know. Absolutely. Well, I think this is, uh, again, we're talking about people in the church, people outside the church. I think this is a question that comes up, too. Um, are we more blessed if we tithe? I guess I'll say it this way. 
I mean, I think in Scripture is pretty clear. If we follow God's design, not just in money, I think with anything, He says it's it's that's the blessed life. The blessed life is the life that seeks to follow after God. And so, in that sense, uh, and what was Scripture say? It's more um, blessed to to give than to receive. And so, there is blessing with being obedient to God. Um, now, I think the danger comes is when we say, well, if you give to God. You're going to become rich, um, and you might. I mean, God could. I, I don't want to say that in God limit because I, I know that. Like, and I'll say this truthfully, just in my own life, and I, I'm sure many people can testify. Like, when I really got serious about tithing, and was like, "All right, I'm going to make this a priority." When I get my check in, the first check I'm going to write is not to my mortgage or to anything else. It's going to be to my tithe. Like, that's the first check I'm going to write because it's my first fruits. God is taking care of us. God has provided for us, and. I'm, I'm thankful for that. And so I, I think in a general sense, when we do it God's way and we abide and we trust, and I think that's a lot of it too, the tithing is is it, it's trusting God, saying, God, I, I, I believe that you can allow me to function, not, let's just say 10%, on 90% rather than 100%, and God, you'll provide everything I need. And so, God, I trust you that, God, this is yours. I give it to you as an offering to you. And God, I know you're able to take care of me. And so I think there's in some sense of saying, God, I trust you, you know, um, that you're able to help me and all these things. And so I, I do think you are more blessed, um, but I don't want to define the blessing necessarily just as a financial, like you're going to get more money back. You might, but um, I think there's other blessings. And actually in, in 2 Corinthians 8, it actually speaks to these ideas, like these other blessings of it and, and uh, Second is eight and nine is that it, it may not be financial, but it could be blessings of like the grace that God gives you, um, and so. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to tithing, we're all familiar with a story that's found in Acts chapter five. Um, but to give a, a quick summary of the story, um, our, our two main characters in the story is a couple, um, and their name is Ananias and Sapphira. And basically, what happens is they sell a. a piece of land and how the context makes it feel and seem is they are going to donate every single penny that they get from that sale to the church. Well, basically we see Peter in verse three, he comes up, he says, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? He goes on to say like, you know, you haven't lied to man, you've lied to, to God. And so Verse 5, it says, when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And then men carried him away, and he was buried. And then about three hours later, his wife comes. Peter kind of runs through the similar thing, and she's like, yeah, we're giving all of it, same as Ananias did. And uh, Peter tells her, the same feet that carried your husband away will carry you away as well. She fell down, breathed her last. So Sunday, uh, as we're leaving, um, as we say, like, if you want to join in the vision and mission of First Monroe, here are ways that you can give. Acts 5 in mind, how do we need to approach our giving? Reverently and humbly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, I always think Ananias and Fyra, um, that idea, and even that, like, they basically, it seems to be that they, you know, we're, we're going to give all this to the church, and they didn't, they held back, they lied basically, of what they made. And the Holy Spirit struck them dead. And you're like, man, that's really, really, really extreme. They lied to the Holy Spirit. 
Um, and so one of the things I was thinking about is I think God, when it comes to giving, God cares about our heart. He cares about our motive in giving, not necessarily just the act of giving, because I would be willing to bet, like, and I Fire gave a lot of money. Like, I mean, if they gave most, most, like, just think if you, like, if anybody sold their house or a piece of property and was like, I'm going to donate 90% of it to the church, that's a lot of money. But I think it's the heart of it, the heart behind, you know, giving, why you give. And I think that's the, the daily thing. And I think one of the, the warnings that we have from is like never use your money as leverage in the church. That's one of my things I always think, like never use your money as leverage to like get your way within the church. You know, because I've heard people say this of like, well, if you don't do it my way, you know, I, I do give a lot of money to the church and you'd hate for to see that go away. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't be playing around with that stuff, like threatening the church and the mission of God and using your money to do that, like it didn't work out for Ananias and Sapphira, and so I just I'll give a warning to anybody when because I've heard I've heard of churches where people in the church will be like, well, if I don't get it my way, and if people don't do the right, you know, the way I want it, if they don't sing the songs I want them to sing, if they don't do, you know, this whole deal, um, they're going to probably see less money coming coming in the offering plate, and it's like, man, you're not playing with us anymore. You're you're not playing with God, and so I like I would just be very that's a very serious thing and so i think we need to be serious but i think it goes back to this idea of like the heart behind what wh- why are we given how are we given and i think that's what god really cares about when it comes to tithing and giving is being generous is our hearts you know absolutely um well man do you have any like final like here's my my if you had two sentences to sum everything up what would your two sentences be? It's going to be more than two sentences. Okay. However but, many sentences you need. <laughs> well, I was thinking of like, thinking the idea of like why we give like, and, and how we should give when it comes to that. And so one of the things I was thinking about is like, we give because God first gave. And so I think that's one of the things I want to read just two verses in, in 2 Corinthians 8 and then 9. But I love how Paul grounds giving with this idea that God gave. And so... um this is 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, it says he became poor, so that you might by his poverty become rich. And not, not rich in the sense of like you're wealthy, but like have salvation and all the treasures of heaven, like all these things. And then in um, 2 Corinthians 9, 10, or 9, verse 15, it says, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. And so he like begins to like I add this idea of like the reason and the motive of why we give is because God is so generous and God gives to us. God lavishes every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. And so that's what James says. And so it's this idea of like our response in giving, like you've heard you've heard people say you can't outgive God, and you really can because God has given us so much in Christ and even above and beyond that. That our giving and even like ten percent, like you know what we would be like, oh, it's a stretch. It's like man, that it pales in comparison to all that God in Christ has given us. And so I think when we give, we go with this motive of like I'm giving, you know, to do that. And another thing I would just say, just to add this at the end, is I think this idea of giving for all of us is I think it's it's a grace that God has given to protect us from greed. Um, you know, it's this thing of of this every time we tithe, every time we give. I think there's this moment in there of like, am I going to trust God? And well, even as he says, do it cheerfully to, to is as an act of worship to give to God, or am I going to hoard this for myself and take this and use it for myself? You know? And I think it's like in this moment, 
God uses tithing, I think, to help claw the grips of greed off our hearts to say, hey, God, I love you, and so I'm going to do this for you. And so I think it's like you, you could be blessed, all these things, but I think it's like at this heart of like I, we want our hearts to be centered on the worship of God. And so one of the ways that greed for all of us, man, it's, it's a deadly thing for all of us, and we all, I think, we all would be lying if we were like, man, I don't want any more money. You know, I'm good. I don't. I don't need any more money. Like all of us would want more money for, for absolutely. Um, but I think in the danger of that, of like, but God, you get first and you get best. And um, one of the things that I always think of, of like, what am I giving? Am I giving God my best, or am I giving my my leftovers? Um, and God's He's worthy for far more than my leftovers. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to any part of my life, especially idea of my resources and my money. That's good, man. That's good. Well, man, uh, like you said, this is not the easiest topic to sit down and talk about. Um, but I thank you for uh, giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, and thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Tape.